0: Those type of things just really help me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. What's up, you fucking degenerates? What's happening, locksmiths of all ages, all backgrounds? Except for Cowboys fans, we're going to get into it with you guys, but... It's your boy Spaz, Parlay Prince of the South. It is 7:57 a.m. Wednesday, March 10th. I've yet to sleep. I've been up about 24 hours doing my due diligence with March Madness. I'm so excited. I'm gonna get into that, but I got a solo bot here. You know how I do freestyle. I don't have a rundown. And I'm just gonna get right into it with the Dak Prescott trade. What the hell is happening? as an Eagles fan, I couldn't be more happier. I think this guy is a disaster. I think this contract is a disaster. And honestly, just overall, it's kind of a what the fuck moment for the NFL. I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback at 75 billion the first year. I don't think we've seen any player do that in uh, any sport. I could be wrong because baseball has high contracts, but as far as uh, NFL goes, we haven't really seen anything like this. It is unprecedented. And as an Eagles fan, I love it for a few things. One, there's three things in life that are guaranteed. That is death, taxes, and the Cowboys being a disaster while Jerry Jones is there. I mean, look at it. They're paying Zeke. They're paying Amari. Now, as Dak gets this massive four-year, $160 million contract, how the hell are they going to afford no line? And I just think it's setting Dak up for failure. I think Jerry Jones obviously didn't want to pay Dak or he would have. Uh, a couple of years ago or even last year instead of franchising him. But now we get Dak with this ridiculous contract. You're not going to have money in the cap space. You're not going to be able to afford much weapons. I believe Zeke's on the decline as well. Just an overall disaster. I predict the Cowboys will go 7-9 next year. Take that the a grain of salt, as I am an Eagles fan. But uh, these contracts are getting out of hand. And speaking of contracts, Tom Brady, your boy, has done it again restructured his deal and it seems like he does this every year just to get you know more weapons and when people say oh my gosh you know Tom Brady is taking a uh, pay cut we all know that's not true he's just restructuring his deal even if his contract is for less money he's going to get more incentives and we all know under the table deals can happen where he can get a bag but Tom Brady wants OBJ and I don't know how I feel about that I think OBJ is on the decline. I also think it would be weird to see him and AB in the same locker room work out. You know, those are both kind of high-profile guys. A lot of people see them as divas. It's going to be an interesting NFL season. But without further ado, what I want to get to is March Madness. I am so excited. I know you guys are too. I love all these bets that you Locksmiths have been sharing with us. On the Twitter feed, at LockinBets, at Bad Beats Podcast, You guys have been doing great with bets. It seems like we have, too. We are going to have massive amount of bets for these huge slates with March Madness. And honestly, I kind of like the conference tournaments more than March Madness just because there's so much craziness. Few people remember the UConn-Cincinnati game that went to four overtime. Uh, just a few years back, they had a buzzer beater, triple overtime, uh, event that sent them to a fourth overtime. I just love conference tournaments, but I have a few questions for you guys if you tweet at us who you think your sleepers and Cinderellas are. Obviously, sleepers are the teams that can make a run to you know the elite eight sweet sixteen while a Cinderella term tends to be more one and done. but uh, starting out with sleepers, I got two. I got the same bon- uh, venture Bonnie's. I think they're a deadly team they're really good at moving the ball they do not shoot a lot of threes but they could make a deep run they have been really outstanding at rebounding and my other sleeper is Loyola chicago yes i'm talking about that team with that herpes riddled grandma bitch i think her name is sister jean not even sure she's fucking alive but she is alive i would trade her to get kobe back any day of the week but Loyola chicago is the number one defensive efficiency in the country they are a uh, number nine overall in kinpom which i prefer kinpom palm over net i do understand that the uh marsh madness bracket committee really favors the net rating but i just prefer Ken palm and uh crutwig and norris on Loyola, those two guards are like the deadliest duo on college it seems like any given night they can drop 25 points i understand it's the missouri valley conference so not great competition, but you have Drake in there who they've easily beat twice once by 20, once by 27. This team has a great chemistry, but then again, they have that weak schedule. Now, as far as a dark horse for me to win it all, I really like this Arkansas team. I don't know what has been going on, but I've watched about 10 Arkansas games this season from start to smith uh, to smart. Uh, I can't talk, so start to finish, but uh. Justin Smith, the Southern Illinois transfer, has really been fitting well with this Arkansas team. He's been going off, and I think Moody and Tate can score at any given time. This team is a team that loves a three ball. Kind of reminds me of Alabama, how they live and die by the three, but Arkansas is really good at controlling the tempo and making their opponents play at their speed, and I really like this Arkansas team for that reason. Another team I think that could win it all that's not necessarily a dark horse is the projected number one seed, Illinois. I mean, come on, they beat Michigan and Ann Arbor without Io by 23 points. They held them to 53 points. Who else can hold this Michigan team to 53 points? Frank Wagner that game had only two points and five rebounds, and he's a guy that reminds me of James Wiseman. He did even play James Wiseman in uh, the – Why can't I think of it? The AAU circuit, but this guy got held to two points. It was just a Michigan uh, team that we really hadn't seen struggle all year, and Illinois just kind of dominated them in Ann Arbor. So I do like Illinois a lot. I projected them to be a one seed as well as Michigan, Baylor, and Gonzaga. But uh, Gonzaga has a lot of hype, and a lot of people have different things to say about it. And I have this new segment I'm going to be doing, Every single uh, podcast, especially when Whipple gets back, and that's called the People's Polls. And what I've been doing on the Bad Beats Podcast Twitter feed is I've been running these polls across the country. They've been getting a couple thousand votes. Last night I had a a poll that's sitting at about 700 votes right now, and I asked, you know, is Gonzaga going to make the final four? 57% said yes, 43% said no. So I followed that up with is Gonzaga overrated? and this got about 500 votes, 80% of you guys said yes, and that says a lot. I mean, Jalen Suggs is a nasty, nasty, nasty man who any given night can light it up, but he he's not enough, and here's the problem. Their bench continues to struggle, and they are down to BYU by 12, and that's not a team you want to be down 12 at halftime. You know, Gonzaga did clutch it, but – They need a bench. They only had three points from their bench against the BYU win last night. The the starters play way too much. And another thing is Gonzaga is undefeated. There's never been an undefeated team that has won it all. I am under the belief that you should lose before the tourney just to get that battle off out of there. I honestly think it would have been more beneficial for Gonzaga to lose to BYU. Uh, But. I know a lot of people would say well that's stupid why would you want to lose because if you get an ugly loss out in the regular season you can work on those kinks see what you did wrong and also once that loss is behind you you can just get hot and roll and like i said there's never been an undefeated team to win at all and uh there's a lot of teams that are going to get snubbed some people think old miss is a snub which i'm not saying they're snub they're 15 to 10. yeah they have a pretty decent resume but they're going to have to make some noise in the SEC tournament. But the biggest team that I think is going to get snubbed is Memphis, and there's a few reasons why. They won their last nine in a row for before, uh, before that heartbreaking loss to Houston. We all saw that buzzer beater, but Memphis was a 12-point underdog in Houston. Houston had a loss at home. Memphis is 40 in Ken Palm, 52 in net rating. They're the number two defense efficiency in the country. And Wichita State currently has the second bid nod in the american conference over memphis but keep in mind this memphis team beat them by 20 when they played so memphis is probably going to have to beat houston in the aac tournament and probably win the whole tournament which would include assuming wichita state runs aboard on that side beating wichita state but they could be a snub i think march madness is gonna be extra exciting because last year we did not have it there's a potential to be a a lot of good uh, matchups. And it is kind of wide open, assuming Baylor doesn't run the table. Like I said, I don't think Gonzaga is going to make a crazy run. I project Gonzaga to lose in the Elite Eight or Final Four. But I want to start a petition to bring Gus Johnson back. And he's my all-time favorite sports announcer, commentator, whatever. He is the GOAT at March Madness. He is just the most iconic voice in sports. I really believe so. And it would be a real treat to see him back calling games. But as uh, far as that goes and college basketball goes, just stay tuned for giveaways. I'm gonna be talking about the NBA briefly. I know you guys saw the Myers Leonard debacle. I mean, what the hell, is this guy Deshaun Jackson? He said a anti-Semitic word, which I am not gonna repeat. Um, And he said it on stream, he was playing COD. And my beef with him is he came out and said, oh, you know, I, I didn't know what that word meant. Dude, this guy took a minute and a half pause before he decided to say it. He knew what he was saying. It was a word that is not even really a common slur. And just, dude, take your L. He's been suspended currently. But, uh, I mean, I don't think the guy is even good enough to be, you know, uh, on any NBA team starting five. So I don't even give a fuck if he's in the league or not. But there could be some double standards because Deshaun Jackson – you know kind of got some backlash but he's still you know going to be playing in the nfl and another news about the nba blake griffin i did call it about four episodes ago did sign with the nets i i was the only person to call that i looked all over social media i couldn't find anyone predicting blake griffin go to the nets but i did predict that correctly i think he's a nice little piece of their bench and a lot of people have Hey, for Blake Griffin and say, well, this guy's, you know, he's washed, he's not in his prime, but you're comparing uh, Detroit Pistons' Blake Griffin where he didn't really have an opportunity to shine. I think he's an absolutely outstanding role player off the bench for the Nets. I think he could be great, but I'd still like to see them get Andre Drummond. They need another center. I don't think DeAndre Jordan is capable enough at his age to be their starting center, and the Nets need more of a bench. But that all-star game uh, was one that we probably won't forget for a number of reasons. It was a shitty-ass dunk contest. I like the idea of it being condensed, but only three guys seemed too condensed. And it was just boring. And Steph obviously took on the three-point contest. If you bet against Steph in a three-point contest, you deserve to lose money, plain and simple. I saw odds varying from minus 150 to plus 110. I hammered that on about five sports books this weekend. I paid my rent with that. But uh, LeBron James, undefeated as a GM. He's never lost uh, in the All-Star game. He's drafted his team. He's 4-0. Just further shows that he's possibly the basketball GOAT. And uh, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, will be calling into our next episode. We have something special for you guys we've been working on. Shaq did reach out to the show, and we're going to have him on. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much else to talk about my Matt LaFleur of the week, which if you don't know what that is by now, go back and listen to previous episodes. It's kind of like jackass of the week. Mine's a Calvin Winslow Jr. He got convicted 14 years in prison. He was raping the homeless, uh, the homeless, the elderly, just about anyone he could find minors, old people didn't matter, but he was really focusing on raping homeless people. Which I don't know if that's just because he has CTE or if he has a drug problem But what's the difference between Kellen Winslow Jr. and a job application? Nothing at all. They both raped the homeless. That guy's a fucking scumbag I think he should have got 140 years And another thing I learned this weekend was uh, I'm never betting on the UFC again I almost put a gun in my fucking mouth Saturday So Peter Yawn, this guy was open up at like minus 120 to beat uh, Sterling in his fight. So I put a few hundred dollars on Peter Young because I just had a really good feeling. Going in to the end of the fight, he was a live bet minus 4,000 to beat Sterling. He was just pummeling this guy. And then boom, illegal knee. They said it was intentional. I don't think it was. Then then again, I had money on it, so keep that in mind. But he hit Sterling with an illegal knee, automatic disqualification. Sterling won the title belt. It was bullshit, man. That's the bad beat of the fucking decade. Could not be the bad beats podcast without saying that. Bad beat. Never beat in USC again. The fact that a team or a fighter can get disqualified that easily is fucking bullshit. And uh that's it for this episode. I don't have a rundown. I just kind of ranted off the head for that one. And uh Whipple will be back soon. Follow us on Twitter. I will leave the links in the description. And stay tuned for March Madness giveaways. The listener of the week goes to Circe Lawson from Buenos Aires, Chile. Excuse me. Buenos Aires, Argentina. I'm sorry. I don't know anything about uh, Southern America. But you've won a $25 Walmart gift card. I hope your communist country has Walmarts. Stay tuned, boys. And... Shout out all the locksmiths out there in our Twitter DMs. Stay safe. Fuck COVID.